2: The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael.
1: To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips.
3: When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up
1: on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern.
5: People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels.
4: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: It is very clear now, if you are a Republican, you stand with Israel. If you're a Democrat, you're supposed to stand with Hamas. And the Palestinians, it only took 30 days to figure it out. If you didn't know this before, if you support Israel, let's be very, 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 very clear. There is one party that supports Israel right now. That is the Republican Party. If you are a Democrat, you are supporting Palestine and Hamas. 30 days. I'll say it again. 30 days is all it took. That's all they could fake it for was 30 days. After a 9-11 style attack in 30 days, the Democratic Party couldn't keep it together for just 31. No, only 30 days. They knew after the horrific attack where there was beheading of infant children, knives left in their bodies, children that were cooked to death in stoves in Palestine, They knew they had to act like they were with Israel. Now, the Democratic Party, and this includes the White House, are calling for a, quote, humanitarian ceasefire. In other words, it's exactly what I told you and predicted on the show. Israel will have weeks. That's it. Weeks. To do whatever it is they want to do, because after that, they're going to say, okay, enough. After that... They were going to say, you've got to stop whatever it is you're doing. Do they tell that to the terrorists? No. All the tunnels that have taken decades to build that are underground in Hamas, uses to kill innocent people and move around Gaza, that is what the Israelis are now destroying, as they should. Are they done with their job yet? They are not. And what is the White House doing right now? They're calling for a ceasefire. Don't worry. They call it a humanitarian ceasefire, implying that somehow you can get back on the horse and do it all over again if you need to. That is not what this actually is. Let's be very, 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 very clear about that. It's not even close to what they're calling for. They're saying, okay, you responded. Now stop. Benjamin Netanyahu went on ABC, World News Tonight, to do an interview. And in that interview, the very first question the liberal media asks him about and starts talking about is exactly what I just mentioned to you. Humanitarian ceasefire. We've been watching and witnessing this build-up to this demand from the White House for the last week, week and a half. Because again, as I predicted here, the Israeli government and the Israeli military had weeks to get done whatever it was they wanted to get done in response. And if they didn't get it done in time, then the left was going to say, okay, that's enough, good luck. Now, I want you to hear ABC News introduce this one-on-one interview with Netanyahu. Listen.
6: I interview with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin
2: Netanyahu just moments after his phone
6: call today with President Biden. Tonight, Israel's war with Hamas. Where does this war stand one month after the Hamas terror attack? The Biden administration pushing for a humanitarian pause. So will there be one? How the prime minister answered that question. The Israeli military tonight saying its troops have now completely surrounded Gaza City, describing the fighting as, quote, close quarters, urban warfare face to face battles and the staggering toll the health ministry in Gaza run by Hamas now claiming more than 10,000 Palestinian civilians have been killed.
2: I By the way, it's amazing to me that ABC News will quote the health minister in Palestine because that's the same health minister that came out and said that Israel bombed a hospital That's the same health minister that knew that he was lying, that it was actually their own rockets, right? Their own rockets that hit that hospital. It didn't destroy the hospital. In fact, it hit the parking lot of the hospital. This is the same Israeli or uh, Palestinian health minister that said that thousands died in that rocket attack. Then they dropped it down to 1,000. They dropped it down to 500 When in fact, we're not even sure that anyone died in that rocket that they shot that was supposed to kill people in Israel and it misfired and it hit their own people. But then ABC News immediately acts like the health minister is an individual that should be trusted. Clearly, that individual should not be trusted. Or they could have at least said the same health minister claiming that this is how many people died also lied about the rocket attack on the hospital. To give it perspective, but did ABC News do that? Absolutely not. Why? Because they're anti-Israel, they're anti-Semitic. Listen to the interview. Mr. Prime Minister,
6: thank you for joining us here. I know you spoke with President Biden just a short time ago. Uh, President Biden has repeatedly said that Israel has every right to defend itself, has an obligation to defend its people. We also know what the administration is now saying, calling for a humanitarian pause to help get aid into Gaza and to help minimize the deaths of
7: Palestinian civilians. Will there be a pause? First of all, let me say that I deeply appreciate, as do the entire people of Israel, President Biden's and the American government and the American people's support for Israel uh, with a great moral clarity. I, I think there's a, uh, the question of a, a ceasefire. The president himself has said that a ceasefire would be a surrender to Hamas. It would be a victory for Hamas. And you would no more have it than you would have uh, a ceasefire after the uh, Al-Qaeda bombings of uh, the World Trade
6: Center. I know the Biden administration has also said, uh, now is not the time for a ceasefire. What they're proposing is a humanitarian pause. There will be no pause?
7: Well, there will be no uh, ceasefire, general ceasefire in Gaza without the release
2: of our hostages. As far as tactical... All right, let's stop right there. They're trying to badger Netanyahu into agreeing to a ceasefire. Netanyahu just said there will be no humanitarian ceasefire. Unless they release our hostages. Now, now think about that. Shouldn't that be the story? If the media was honest, what they would say right there is, Israel calls for humanitarian ceasefire with release of hostages. I, I, I would like that. I think that would be a great way of framing it. I think it would be an intellectually honest way of framing it. But that's not what ABC News is doing. The White House, by the way, knows that some of those hostages that are being held by Hamas are Americans. Quite a few of them actually are Americans. You would think that the president would say, I am calling for a humanitarian ceasefire. And that will happen. And I'm advocating for it if they release the hostages. Right. Like that would be a pretty good thing to say, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be a pretty, pretty nice thing to say? A pretty decent thing to say. And you can say, "Look, we're in favor of humanitarian ceasefire, and and the people of Gaza need to be putting pressure on the terrorists, right? Like they need, to, they really need to. They need to, they need to put the pressure on the terrorists to release the hostages, so that they can have a humanitarian ceasefire. Why not? Why does it always have to be on the Israelis? Tell exactly why." Because these people are anti-Israel. All right, let me tell you real quick about an amazing company called Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, they have been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. They offer you dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the leftist agenda. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military, our veterans, and first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, making switching easy. You get to keep your same cell phone number, keep your same phone that you have right now. Keep your same phone or upgrade to a new one, and their team will help you find the best plan for your needs and save you real money. You got a small business? They can cover all that as well. All you need to do is go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. Or call them, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the promo code FERGUSON. Join me and make the switch today and protect our values, and stand for them with every phone call. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson, or 972-PATRIOT. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2
1: of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
2: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. Went on to say this about the ceasefire idea, which is the obsession of the left. And he's saying, look, you release those hostages. Fine. Release them. And we'll talk about a ceasefire. I'm going to back it up just a second. Listen.
7: And pause. There will be no pause. Well, there will be no pause ceasefire general ceasefire in gaza without the release of our hostages as far as tactical little pauses an hour here an hour there we've had them before i suppose uh, we'll check the circumstances in order to enable uh goods humanitarian goods to come in or our hostages uh individual hostages to leave but i don't think there's going to be a general ceasefire uh, it's not that i don't think i think it will hamper the war effort it'll hamper our effort to get our hostages out because the only thing that works on these criminals in Hamas is the military pressure that we're exerting. If Hamas agrees to release the hostages, then there would be a pause. Well, there'd be a ceasefire for that purpose. Uh, and we're waiting for that to happen. It hasn't happened so far.
2: Do you? I, I love how Netanyahu is very clear. And you would think that the media would give him some credit for this. He's saying, look, you guys are living in a fairy tale world. You're implying that the butchers that beheaded children and bake them in ovens are somehow going to wake up tomorrow morning and think, you know what, maybe we should have a humanitarian ceasefire. Let's release some hostages to allow that to happen so that we can, you know, kind of help the people in in Palestine. They don't care if they kill their own citizens. Forty percent of the rockets they shoot into Israel misfire. They kill their own citizens all the time. They don't care. They don't care about their own, quote, people. Why would they care about anybody else in Israel? And yet the media is still saying, but but shouldn't you have a ceasefire? But, But shouldn't you be the bigger man? Shouldn't you, you know, do a better job of just hitting pause here? Why not have a humanitarian ceasefire and then give all the people in Palestine what they need? Let's, let's talk about if that happened for just a moment. What would that look like? You want them to turn the power back on? You want for them to turn the gas back on? All that would do is give exactly what the terrorists need, more fuel, for them to run their terrorist operations. Part of the reason why they've shut everything off to Gaza from Israel is because it was all being used to help in the terrorist attacks and, the, and this, this jihad against the Israeli people. We saw the other day they sent in humanitarian fuel trucks, and what happened? Some of those fuel trucks, shocker, right? Shocker. Were taken by who? Who were they taken by? They were taken by Hamas. It's very predictable. Everybody knew that that's exactly what was going to happen. It was very, 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 very predictable. And yet they want them to do it again, but they want them to do it for days. So what? Hamas can have meetings and then plan another assault and try to kill more innocent people? Netanyahu is right in what he's saying, but the media refuses, because they're anti-Semitic, to accept it.
6: Do you know where the hostages are? Do you know where the Americans are? We have some uh, intelligence. I'm not sure it's wise to
7: uh, share it here with Hamas.
6: I know you said you're doing everything you can to minimize civilian casualties. Uh, Obviously, the world saw the horror in Israel, the 1400 brutally killed uh, in that terror attack. We were on the ground for several days, uh, as you know. But the world has now also seen the toll in Gaza. The health ministry run by Hamas now says 10,000 Palestinian civilians have been killed, uh, 4,000 of them children. I'm not asking about Hamas here. I'm asking about the 10,000 civilians killed. Are you concerned about the number of civilians
7: that we've seen lost, caught in the middle of this conflict? I think every civilian loss is a tragedy. Every civilian life lost is a tragedy. Uh, We're fighting an enemy that is uh, particularly brutal. They're using their civilians as human shields. And while we're asking the Palestinian civilian population to leave the war zone, They're preventing them at gunpoint. They're using them as human shields. I know you have told Palestinian civilians to move to the south. We know that
6: there have been strikes uh, in the south as well. Uh, We should just point that out. Uh, When you talk about the tactics used by Hamas, the world is aware of those tactics. Are you taking that into account? Because when you start to see numbers that are difficult to wrap your head around 10,000 Palestinian civilians. Is there a more targeted approach in going after Hamas being explored here to try to minimize the number of Palestinian civilians uh, who are not Hamas, who are not militants, who've lost their
7: lives here? Uh, The answer is yes. First of all, I wouldn't take those numbers at face value. I think we have to check them. And there are quite a few, several thousand uh, Palestinian combatants there. Uh, That is uh, Hamas' uh, terrorists that we've, that are incorporated in those numbers. It's a very tough enemy, but we can't let them have immunity. If we let them have immunity, David, then barbarians, barbarians win. You have refused any temporary
6: pause that doesn't include the return of hostages. You mentioned that right here with me again today. I'm curious what you would say to the families of those hostages who believe that this mounting civilian death toll in Gaza now at 10,000. Is putting their own
7: loved ones, uh, these hostages, at greater risk. Well, we're taking that into consideration. Believe me, there's no one who wants to get our hostages back more than us. Uh, I think that uh, it's a, it's important to understand that uh, there is no way to defeat terrorists embedded in a civilian population without going as in a, as targeted a way as you can against the terrorists. But there will be, unfortunately, these civilian casualties. Will do again and again. I say it. We'll do everything in our power to reduce
6: that. You spoke with President Biden just before you came on the air here to talk with me. Does he agree with you on this? No pause unless hostages. Or is this a disagreement with President Biden?
7: We agree on many things. I've known uh, President Biden. I've known Joe Biden for 40 years. He's a great, great supporter of Israel. And he's a great friend. It's trying times for uh, both of us and for the people of Israel and our friends. We understand that. But we have to stand together. And I think we stand together. But there is daylight here on this
6: notion of a humanitarian pause. You don't agree with the Biden administration on that?
7: We agree that we have to provide humanitarian assistance. We're doing it with uh, and coordinating it with our American friends and with President Biden. We'll do whatever we can. We don't want to give Hamas the opportunity to endanger our soldiers. We saw that until we started the ground action, there was no pressure on them to release hostages. What we see is the minute we started the ground action, there is pressure.
2: I know it. How many different ways could ABC News and David Muir ask the same damn question? How many different ways can they keep putting pressure on Israel, not Hamas, to release the hostages? This is how anti-Israel the media is in this country and around the world. They're the ones attacked on 9-11. This is their 9-11 attack is a better way of saying it. And then the people are saying, well, you need to do this. Really? That's what I need to do? Why do I need to do that? Tell me why I need to do that. I'm going after these terrorists. They're holding them hostage. They're not releasing them. They're killing them, raping them, torturing them. More Than a Movie
1: is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time
4: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Don't you need to give a better chance here? Don't you need to have a ceasefire here? No. Why would I ceasefire against terrorists that butchered children? We saw that
7: until we started the ground action, there was no pressure on them to release hostages. What we see is the minute we started the ground action, there is pressure. I know Israel prides itself on its intelligence
6: capabilities. We now know the Hamas attack uh, had been planned for months. We saw the training videos. Of course, we saw the thousands of Hamas terrorists swarming into Israel. How did
7: your government miss this? It's a very good question, because the first uh, task of government is to protect the people. And clearly, we didn't live up to that. Uh, We had a big, big setback. As prime minister, do you personally bear any responsibility here? I've said that there are going to be very tough questions that are going to be asked and I'm going to be uh the, among the first to answer them uh we're not going to evade that uh, the responsibility of a government is to protect the people and clearly that responsibility wasn't met but you
6: know what i'm asking here because so many israeli officials including the defense minister the military intelligence chief the military chief of staff they've all taken uh, some responsibility for israel being caught off guard they didn't say we have to wait for an investigation here do you believe that you should take any responsibility of course that's not a question it's going to be resolved after the war Uh, I think there'll be time to allocate that. President Biden has said that it would be a mistake for Israel to occupy Gaza. Who should govern Gaza when this is over?
7: Those who don't want to uh, continue the way of Hamas. It certainly is not. uh, uh, I think Israel will, for uh, uh, an indefinite period, will have the overall uh, security responsibility because we've seen what happens when we don't have it. When we don't have that security responsibility, what we have is the eruption of Uh, Hamas terror on a scale that we couldn't imagine. Do you have a warning to Iran to Hezbollah? I think they've uh, understood that if they enter the war in a significant way the response will be very very powerful and I hope they don't make that mistake.
2: Isn't it amazing that all of the stuff that was just thrown there at the end wasn't put at the beginning of that interview? Talking about the Actual terrorists talking about state sponsors of terrorism, talking about Iran, talking about how barbaric this was, talking about the planning of this attack and how it was helped plan by Iran. Why throw that at the end of the interview? I can explain it because they don't want you to feel sorry for Israel when you're watching this interview. The first part of this interview was about having negative thoughts or to make you feel like maybe Israel is being too uh, brutal in their response to this terror attack. That's what this is, folks. That's why they're doing it this way. Understand that, okay? Like, Like really, really, really understand that. What they're doing in this interview is trying to put all of the pressure on Israel. Every single bit of this is on Israel. Well, Israel, why don't you do this? Israel, why haven't you done this? Israel, why won't you do this? Israel, you should do this. Israel, you need to do more. Israel, you need to change this. Israel, you need to... Do, you, 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 know, you need to pause. None of it, none of it is on Hamas. None of it's on Palestine. And then finally at the very end, even in their question about this barbaric attack, they say to Israel, how did you guys miss this? Somehow implying it's like their fault that this happened. How did you miss this attack? The goal of people that attack is to have a successful attack by making sure the other side knows it didn't happen. It happened on 9-11 to us. It's happened all over the world with different terrorist attacks. We all know that. Okay, we, we all understand it, right? Like, we get it. We understand it. Sometimes intelligence error to intelligence failures. We've had intelligence failures, uh, for example, with Boston bombing. We had intelligence failures in Iraq and Afghanistan. We had intelligence failures recently in Iraq and Afghanistan. But to imply that this was something that should have never happened and to imply that it should have never happened and somehow that the reason why it did happen, well, it's kind of you guys' fault. Like, how did you guys miss this? This is a level of anti-Semitism that we should all be shocked by. This morning, by the way, on MSNBC, and I'll just give you another example of the anti-Semitism. Joe Scarborough said this about Netanyahu. He moved forward uh, as
3: Israel's closest ally and how how we have other allies move forward uh, with a man running Israel. A man that not only the world community doesn't trust, but far more importantly, the Israeli people don't trust. What Benjamin Netanyahu said right there, I think an awful lot of people would agree with. But the fact that he is the messenger and the fact that nobody believes that he's not taking actions that, uh, uh, without trying to resurrect his own political career, uh, almost negates the message itself. That, you know, the, the, the message, uh, the medium is the message. And in this case, nobody has any confidence in Netanyahu.
6: Look, it's true. In China, you have the expression mandate of heaven. That's what leaders need. Well, Bibi Netanyahu has lost the mandate of heaven. He's not trusted or respected by a lot of the uh, Israeli people. There's only, though, two ways to remove him. One is in parliament. He could be replaced by one of the, by some other uh, figure or future elections. Not going to have elections in the middle of this crisis. So the only real thing is to, you know, see if the Israelis decide to remove him. But the only thing we can control, Joe, is our policy towards him. And where I would disagree at times or suggest is the United States ought to become more forceful. He's not a partner in many Biden. ways. And I think so we're probably stuck with him for the foreseeable future. But I don't think he can have a right. veto on everything that goes on.
3: Well, we, 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 we have to be
2: more forceful. And we have to be more forceful because if you talk to and I. We have to be more forceful. Nobody has any confidence in Netanyahu. If that's not anti-Semitic rhetoric at the highest level, I don't know what is. But this is your media right now. This is your media siding with Hamas. Make sure you hit that subscribe button or follow button, auto-download button, wherever you're listening right now. And most importantly, please write us a five-star review and share this on social media. I'll see you back here tomorrow.
0: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Keebie Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Reality.